You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. Um, I am Karen Swalensky along with Father Bill Ruel here in Dickinson, North Dakota at Trinity High School. We've had a great morning so far and have uh, um, one hour left if you haven't joined us yet today. Um, we are going to be visiting. Our next interview is with Maggie Pop from the University of Mary. Uh, Maggie is a, is a Mission for Life program coordinator and assistant residence director for the University of Mary in North Dakota. And um, we have some fun stuff to talk about the Life and Dignity Week at University of Mary. So welcome, Maggie. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It's great that you um, uh, decided to join us here today, and um, we just wanted to visit with you a little bit about the Life and Dignity Week at University of Mary, and if you can just tell us a little bit about yourself first, and then we will get into the interview here a little bit. Sounds great. Yeah, so as you mentioned, I work in our student development department at the University of Mary, so really working with the formation and different program aspects of the student's life outside of academia at the University of Mary. And I'm actually an alum. I graduated in 2020 with a degree in communication and a minor in Catholic studies. And so I've been here since 2016. And I'm very grateful to be working with the University of Mary and working on this big project that we have coming up next week. That's very exciting. So how did how did the Life and Dignity Week come about? Did, is that something that just a group developed? Or can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So we... Two years ago, we revived our midwinter powwow that had been around in the 80s and 90s, and so that was kind of a starting point. And really, it was just this desire to emphasize all of these different aspects of what it means to honor the life and dignity of every human person. And it's a perfect week that we have Martin Luther King Jr. Day in the same week as the anniversary of Roe versus Wade, and it's pretty simple then to tie all of those different aspects together. And so really just a desire to observe these different, um, yeah, these different aspects of human dignity and be able to honor different groups of people in these particular ways. Oh, that's very exciting. So as far as the, um, the planning and what does it entail, and do you have other like committee members, um, other colleges or other entities that you guys work with on this? Sure. So I'm the secretary for the Task Force on Catholic Social Teaching, Diversity, and Inclusion. And so it's been a committee of faculty members and support staff that have been working together over the last year to pull together these events and plan them. Um, But then for the powwow that we have coming up on Sunday, we've also been working together with United Tribes Technical College here in Bismarck to kind of yeah, and um, integrate some of those elements as well. So it's been, it's definitely been a group effort, but it's come from mainly from the task force that I work on. So when you talk about this midwinter powwow, I'm not familiar with it. You, you're not saying powwow figuratively. <laughs> this is no. an authentic powwow. Tell us more yes. about what that event is like. Yeah, so. We will have people coming from all over the Midwest this Sunday to our campus to compete in a contest powwow, and so we'll have drum groups. We have different vendors that will be 
selling some of their creations. And last time when they were here, it was incredible just to see the artwork or the clothing or whatever it was that they brought. It's just beautiful, the stuff that they create. And then we have dancers as well, and that takes up a large portion of the day. Our, um, the dance competitions between, we have Tiny Tots all the way up to Golden Age, and they come in these brilliant outfits. I don't know all of the terminology, but they it's just incredible to see um, this beautiful form of art that they present for everybody. So which one are you doing, drums or dancing? <laughs> um, volunteer Roundup. Does oh, that okay. All right. That's kind of like <laughs> dancing, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, something. Something of the sort. So what does the schedule look like? Is it the, the entire weekend or is it, um, how, how does that play out? Sure. So the Life and Dignity Week here at Umary kicks off with the powwow on Sunday. And we're starting with a mass in honor of Servant of God, Nicholas Black Elk, whose cause for canonization has been started by the Diocese of Rapid City in South Dakota. Um, and then following that, we have... Uh, presentation on powwow 101 so for those of us who can learn more about what a powwow is and its significance that's available to our students staff and all of our guests and then the remainder of the day will be taken up with the contest powwow with a buffalo feed for dinner which is super great i'm really excited about that um and then moving into monday we actually have bishop joseph perry of the archdiocese of chicago coming to speak on the cause of her cause for canonization for father augustus tolton so he'll be a guest on campus on martin luther king jr day which is also really exciting we have all of these awesome um to be saints to talk about throughout the week um and then wednesday is more of an internal event where we have our community learning day so the students have the day off school but it's really a day on to learn about the rights and dignity of the disabled. And we have a special guest speaker, J.D. Flynn of The Pillar, will be coming to speak on that. And then the afternoon will be broken apart into different breakout sessions, either on disabilities or taking kind of a zoomed-out look at um, human sexuality, women's rights, those sorts of things from through the lens of Catholic social teaching. So we've got some amazing speakers that are coming to just engage in these discussions with our students. But then going back to events that are more outward-facing, we're taking five buses of students to the National March for Life in D.C. next week. And we also have the North Dakota March for Life taking place here in Bismarck on Friday as well. So plenty of events to engage in this topic of life and dignity next week. Wow, very exciting. So much good stuff happening. Mm -hmm. Real Presence Live, we're here speaking with Maggie Pop from the University of Mary in Bismarck, North Dakota. You mentioned, Maggie, uh, servant of God, Nicholas Black Elk, which is the first time I've heard that name. Servant of God, of course, means that the cause for canonization has been started, and uh, he's now reached that point of being a servant of God, which means he's on the way to canonization, being a, an official saint of the church, if everything goes the way that that we want it to. And so th- then it would be Blessed Nicholas Black Elk and then finally Saint Nicholas Black Elk. Do you happen to know any more about who Nicholas Black Elk was? Yeah, I know a little bit. So he um, he is of the um, one of the tribes in South Dakota, and he was a medicine man, actually. And so um, I don't know much about that part of the Native culture, but that was something that he was into, and a lot of that stuff can be contrary to our Catholic faith. Um, but then he had this moment of conversion and became a catechist, 
and he really becomes kind of this um, this figure who bridges the gap between these two areas of faith, and he was able to find the ways that his native culture could be integrated into his Catholic faith without denying the truths of the Catholic faith. And so he's a great, a great figure to, like I said, bridge that gap between the two. And so we use that word enculturation, uh, what you just said so perfectly, integrating culture that is not necessarily Christian in itself into Christianity, uh, baptizing that culture, so to speak. Uh, and so certainly that would be part of his holiness, was his ability to do that. I'm going to have to read more about him. This sounds like yeah, a really it's, interesting it, it story, Yeah, it is actually Karen. very exciting. Yeah. So how does this powwow differ from the powwow that's held in September? Is there is there any commonality type things with it? Or, or can you just maybe visit about that a little bit? Um. So much of this, I guess this powwow is just a way to kind of um, integrate our communities together. So the university doesn't really have a lot of ties to the one that happens in September. So this is a way for us to be able to host something that we believe to be very important on our campus. Um, And, yeah, just be able to expose our students and staff to something that they may not have chosen to go to otherwise and be able to, uh, yeah, integrate these groups together, getting to know one another and learn more about each other, which we know helps a lot with dialogue and just being able to understand and love one another better. Oh, yeah, that's 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 good to know because, you know, you you hear powwow and everybody kind of thinks the same thing. So a little bit of difference, but, you know, similarities. So, everybody, we want you to know, too, that you can join Real Presence Radio for a special live broadcast of the North Dakota March for Life from the steps of the state capitol in Bismarck on Friday, January 21st. Beginning at 12.30 p.m. Central, join host Monsignor Patrick Schumacher from the Diocese of Bismarck live on the air on the RPR app and streaming on the RPR YouTube channel and Facebook page as we bring you speakers and a moment of silence for the more than 62 million aborted babies since 1973. Don't miss this powerful event, January 21st at 1230 p.m. Central, only here on the RPR Network. Awesome. So, Maggie, um, as far as your group at University of Mary, um, Monsignor Shea obviously is part of that, and and who are, who are the others that are involved in 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 the planning of this if, of this whole event? Sure. So we have um, Monsignor Chad Guion, who is um, he's involved in several different capacities in the Diocese of Bismarck. But one of the things is that he is a pastor of the Catholic Indian Mission, which oversees several parishes, a school, um, and I believe a daycare. And so he's with the Native community in Fort Yates, and so he is our chair for the um, for the task force. And then we have a couple of other priests, including our, our chaplain and our athletic chaplain here at UMary, and then several different faculty. Um, so they come from all different walks of life, all different areas of expertise, and it's great to get together and put put our heads together when we're planning events like this. Yeah, that's great. It's always a team effort on, on things like that, so... So we need to take a quick break here. Um, We are speaking with Maggie Pop from the uh, University of Mary about the Life and Dignity Week um, that starts this Sunday. So stay with us. You don't want to miss our second half of her interview. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live 
where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. Searching for more great Catholic content? Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com. Find Catholic news you can trust, information about events coming up in the local area, and the latest on what's happening at the RPR Network. And don't forget that you can listen to any of our stations around the clock from anywhere in the world. Need prayers for someone or something in your life? You can submit those through our online form for the entire family to pray for. Real Presence Radio, your family of faith and hope. Online at realpresenceradio.com. Does someone who takes their own life automatically go to hell? I'm Father Chris Alar. In 1993, my grandmother took her life, and for years I carried this burden because she committed a grave sin and had no time to repent. But the Church states that certain mental conditions may reduce the responsibility of one who takes their own life. You are only eternally lost if you die in an unrepentant state of mortal sin. And for a sin to be mortal, three conditions must be present— And one of those conditions is complete free will. I don't believe many people freely want to take their life, so there is hope for their salvation. To learn more, please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost. And to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Thanks for staying with us on Real Presence Live. I am Karen Solensky along with Father Bill Ruel here at Dickinson Trinity. And um, we are in the second half of our show. It's been a great show this morning. Um, We are visiting with Maggie Pop. She is the Mission for Life Program Coordinator and Assistance Residence Director at the University of Mary. Welcome back, Maggie. Awesome. Maggie, thanks for having me. Yeah, Maggie, it's been great to talk to you so far. I just want our listeners to hear uh, just one more thing about uh, Servant of God, Nicholas Black Elk. We found there's a website that the Diocese of Rapid City has for his canonization. It's blackelkcanonization.com. And it has all the story of his life, uh, a cool documentary movie about him. Uh, curious people like me can go to blackelkcanonization.com and find out more about Servant of God, Nicholas Black Elk. Yeah, awesome. Perfect. So we um, were visiting just a little bit about the yeah, at the break, and you had mentioned that you have been part of the March of Life, um, or the March for Life. So can you just give us some a little bit of the background on that, um, on your experience with that? Sure. So when I came to the university as a freshman, I came fall of 2016, and knowing that that following January of 2017. 
you Mary would be leading the March for Life. So prior to coming to you Mary, I had been on the March for Life a couple of times with my diocese, um, but this was a, a cool experience to be able to go with my peers and be able to lead the march. So you know, we get on some buses and drive all the way out to DC, and it was this incredible experience of watching one of our students get to be the featured speaker at the rally um, and just be able to lead this group. It's a very powerful experience to be, to think, okay, this university that I'm a part of and I was just learning to be a part of, you know, as a freshman, um, had this much regard and respect for life that they were chosen to lead a national event and to be able to stand up there with professors, with Monsignor Shea, with Father Shea at the time, who was our chaplain, um, and all of my classmates just to stand for life was a beautiful and really profound experience. Yeah, that's awesome. Monsignor Shea actually had mentioned something about the March for Life um, at the University of Mary Prayer Day and his experience as well. So um, I'm sure the bus experience is is, um, also entertaining sometimes. (laughs) Yes, for sure. (laughs) You you don't have any bus horror stories that you want to share? You you got awful quiet there, Maggie. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I was just thinking back to how that was that bus experience was how I made one of my best friends at college. Oh, okay. We didn't know each other super well before then, but it was funny because we were both really just sick on the bus and not oh. just like feeling sick, not like actually sick. And so we were just that was our bonding experience. And she was a bridesmaid in my wedding. I'm going to be a bridesmaid in hers. I remember just um, so lifelong friendships were made on that bus ride. <laughs> You get but sick on a bus, you end up a bridesmaid. That's the moral of the story. <laughs> yeah, that's, exactly. that's pretty neat, though. Yeah. yeah. So can you just kind of tell us, um, for the Life and Dignity Week, um, what is the university's goal for the variety of activities through the week? Yeah, so one of one of the goals is we've been looking a lot, and we actually just had a, a university chapter meeting with all of our faculty and staff on Monday on this topic of, life and dignity and of the human person, what that means, and talking a little bit more about Catholic social teaching. And I think it's easy for us, or at least in my own experience, of looking at Catholic social teaching to go straight to the pro-life, anti-abortion argument topic, whatever, um, which is great, and it's super important, and it's really important that we are standing up for life in that capacity. But then we can sometimes fail to zoom out and look at all of the other life issues that are still at hand and what it means to respect and love another human being despite diversity or actually because of diversity. We love them because of that. And so this is, I believe, the university's way to look at all of these different topics um, and these different cultures and to be able to tie it all together and say you matter because you're human, not because of something that you've done or will do, but you're, you have dignity because, simply because you exist, um, and the Lord has given you that because of that. And so I think this is just a great way, especially for our faculty and staff and our students, to all engage in this conversation, and then to also provide hospitality to the guests we are welcoming and engage in that discussion, that dialogue with them as well. Yeah, what a yeah, what a wonderful opportunity for people, honestly. You have dignity simply because you exist. Yep. I think about how the way you treat other people changes just simply from believing that. Mm-hmm. This person that I'm interacting with has dignity simply because they're a person. Yep. And how easy it can be at times to forget that truth. Yep. So is the event just for for students or is it open to adults? Um what is the 
What is the protocol for that? Sure. So we have a mix of both. The the powwow is open to the public, and we're happy to have as many guests as want to come. Um, and as well as the Friday events, the March for Life, um, the North Dakota March for Life, the Mass at the Cathedral, and then the rally at the State Capitol afterwards, that's also open to the public. But then our events on Monday and Wednesday are primarily for our students and staff. Okay. And, and you did say that classes are resuming that day, or they... Are you? Do you actually have classes on those two days or not? Are they just are we, attending the event? Classes are not or aren't canceled on Monday, but the big event for that day is during an hour of the day that we don't have class anyway, um, reserved for special events like this. And then Wednesday classes are canceled in order for students and staff to be able to freely engage in all of the events of the day. Okay, well that's nice. I'm sure uh, students appreciate that as well for something different. So, yeah. yeah. So how can people find out more information on the event? Yeah, so we actually have a whole page that can redirect people to the Powwow webpage or all of the other information for the rest of Life and Dignity Week, and that's simply at umary.edu slash lifedignity. And following the University of Mary on Instagram or Facebook will also, throughout the week, We'll provide more information of as far as what we're up to. I know we're going to have coverage throughout the day during the powwow and also throughout the rest of the week. Okay, awesome. Maggie, when you think about uh, all of the different things that are going to take place at this event, what's the thing that excites you the most? What What's your favorite part? Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> um, I think I'm actually really, really excited for Bishop Joseph Perry to come visit and talk about Augustus Tolton. I've always been really fascinated with the process of canonization and all of that and love learning more about new saints or saints-to-be. And so I'm really excited just to hear him speak more to the life of Father Tolton and kind of what it looks like to be on his end as far as his cause for canonization. So what could you tell us about him? That, that's another saint or soon-to-be saint that I really don't know much about at all. Enlighten us, please. Sure. So um, Augustus Fulton was born into slavery, actually, and um, through one way or another he became Catholic, and he ran away to the north and was able to be um, in seminary and ordained a priest, but he was actually discriminated against in the north at the seminary, so I believe he was sent to Rome um, for the rest of his formation. And then when he came back, he was still discriminated against in parish life, Um, and so then he was given a special task of having his own parish for um, the other African-American population. But just a very holy, very humble man. And it's kind of cool to think, wow, he was a runaway slave and then became a priest. So, right, yeah. That's, um, that's what awesome I know story. about him. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you this, Maggie. What did you get for Christmas? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is a great question. I'm trying to think back. It wasn't that long ago. No, I don't. Um, <laughs> I, what did I get for Christmas? My mom gave me a hammer. To go in a toolbox of things. Very, to learn how to do very useful. Stuff. That's the most useful <laughs> gift we've heard so far today. Yes, it is. Yeah, that was really great. Um, and I actually got a lot of gifts, quite a few gifts. So my husband and I are expecting in May. So we got a lot of baby gifts. For All right. Oh, congratulations. So that was exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. 
That's very exciting. So are there any final thoughts that you want to share with us about the event or, or even the March of Life event? Um, I don't think I have any final thoughts. I'm just, it's really exciting that we're doing this. And I think it's really cool that this is coming out of the university and that we're able to host these events. Um, and we're really excited to see how it goes. So great. Well, thank you for being with us this morning. We really appreciate you taking the time and, um, you know, real presence live and real presence radio actually, um, has a really good relationship with the university of Mary. Um, we're excited to do some things with you guys in 2022. So um, look forward to hopefully meeting you in person, maybe even coming out there on Sunday if I'm able to. So thank you again for joining us. Yeah, that would be awesome. And thank you so much again for having me. You're welcome. So we are getting ready to go on a break here. Um, our last half hour is going to be spent um, visiting with... Uh, Father Buell Ruel on his journey on a lot of different things happening here in um, Dickinson. So you got me to talk that. about my favorite topic myself. <laughs> yes, and uh, we have lots to cover. So okay. uh, we'll be back in a few minutes. All right, thank you. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 